Hey, it's Casey. Before we start, I want to let you know that this episode deals with violence and assault, including sexual assault, and especially at the beginning of the show. This is one of my favorite episodes we've done so far, so if you feel like you can keep listening, I really hope you do. But if those subjects are a trigger for you or you're listening with kids, you may want to skip this one. Okay. Hey, just hold up for just a second. I'm not going to lie. I just need like five dollars. I don't have any money, I'm sorry. Nice. You got money. If someone is telling me, oh, back away, back away, I'll be, yeah, 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 no problem, I'm backing away. But I'm taking steps towards them. You need oh, to back off. I'm asking you nicely. You need to leave right me now. alone. I cannot help you. I want there to be a clear point where it turns from where you're just talking to someone to where someone's an actual threat. Listen, bitch, I'm gonna take it out of you or you're gonna you give it to me. You need to leave right me now. alone. Then he gets an elbow to the face. Drop! No! 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 When I see the suit, I don't see Tim. Like, I see some crazy, mean guy. I'm Casey Miner, and this is The Specialist. Tim Kinney and The Suit, they may as well be two different people, so just keep that in your mind starting now. Tim's a tall, blonde, kind of goofy guy in his 40s who does a lot of martial arts and lives in San Francisco with his wife and two dogs. We had three. In June, we lost our oldest dog, Loki, and it was so sad. I'm sorry. Okay, so that's Tim the guy. Then there's Tim the Suit. How old are you? Just walk away. It doesn't matter how old I am. It doesn't matter how old you are. Leave me alone. Just walk away. The suit is his work outfit, a modified, super padded football uniform and a giant foam head covered with duct tape that makes him look like a creepy cartoon alien. This is the disguise he uses to become a kind of guy you don't want to run into. The short version of the job is I'm a walking, trash-talking heavy bag. Well, you Tim's one of a few mock attackers who work for Impact Bay Area. It's a chapter of a national organization that runs intensive self-defense classes, primarily for women. By intensive, I mean eight hours a day for three straight days. I mean that Tim and the other mock attackers will come after you repeatedly until you develop the reflexes and skills to fight back. I mean that they will say awful, vile things while they do this. I bet you'd like some of that, wouldn't you? I need to get going. I need you to keep walking. Typically in our classes, we have people who've survived simple assault, sexual assault, incest, you know, like just the whole range of bad things that can happen to people, that can happen to anyone, but that do happen to women specifically. You have to be ready for anything. So Tim has a lot of different characters on hand, like this guy, played by Tim in the suit, who looks at an older woman in the class and says, creepily, you remind me of my mother. Leave me alone! Back off! Fucking hit me! That's just one of the characters. There are more. I have someone who is just a drunk who's clueless. I have a drunk who is aggressive, who's always wanted to do bad things to people, and now is going to. I have um, someone who's, I guess, like a a really high-functioning sociopath who's untriggerable and planned 
and has an extremely high pain threshold and will really not be stopped until he's taken apart. Would you mind showing me kind of what, if you were being a drunk person or something, like what you would do? Yeah, you just, you walk like a drunk person. You, you stumble and you just kind of walk around. If I'm talking, I'll slur my voice. What are your headphones for? Hey, I'm Larry, how's it going? Almost instantly, I see him become that other person. After 20 minutes of a casual conversation, I'm suddenly just a little bit nervous. His shoulders slump, his eyes get small and mean. And even though the words he's saying aren't threatening, there's just this menace. And this is his job. Hey, stay over there. You're making oh, my me camera, stay right there. Stay over there. Hey, hey, it's, it's, it's funny. I'm from, uh, I'm from Tixel, where are you from? You know what? I don't want to talk right now. Leave me alone. I just sort of will try and like channel sort of like the various archetypes of toxic masculinity. It's very nicely phrased. Thanks. I worked hard on it just now. <laughs> yeah. So as you might imagine, chances are a guy who says things like various archetypes of toxic masculinity is not in real life one of those archetypes. He found out about Impact through a friend who had taken the class. He watched her fight another mock attacker. And it touched part of me because like people who are close to me, those things have happened to. And it was, it was difficult to sit through. Um, it was just hard. He wanted to help. He was accomplished in martial arts and he hated his other job at the time. He was serving eviction notices among other things. He says he wanted to do something good for the world. And this is what he picked. So, wait to get in position, and I'll say a word that begins and ends with a letter K, and it has an I to C in the middle. And that's when you'll know what to do, all right? So, spin. And switch. Switch your leg up. No. And kick. And switch. Now, a lot of his job is working with rooms full of women to perfect their kicks and rolls. He helps them yell no a little bit louder. He works with other mock attackers and with female instructors called whistles to drill lots of different kinds of fights. He says he feels like he makes a difference for the women in the class. And the class has made a difference for him. My wife was actually really skeptical of me starting this work um, for a couple of different reasons. And I've found and she's found that I've, been, I've become just much more emotionally open and available and more articulate about my feelings before. Um, before that, I was like, like a typical Irish-American New Englander, like very, 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 very limited emotional range and really, really limited ability to articulate my feelings for a person who's generally pretty articulate. But that's, you know, that's changed. That's opened up. A big thing about the classes is that they're really, really supportive. Every time a woman fights Tim or another mock attacker, the rest of the class whoops and cheers her on. Part of the reason is it's just so intense without that. The adrenaline, the feelings of threat and fright. They're real, even if they're happening in a safe place. What I really remember well is my first day of instructor training. I remember going to Trader Joe's afterwards and not wanting to get within 30 feet of any woman who was shopping because I was used to watching them and, like, you know, coiling myself for a strike. That lasted for a while. He says he'd feel like women around him could tell what he'd just been doing. He knew he was doing the bad things for the right reasons, but the stakes created some bizarre inner dialogue. I felt like I was just like the Michelin tire man, like walking through a china shop of someone's life. Like, you know, you're in this bulky armor and you're backing up a woman and you're calling her a bitch. And at the same time, you're thinking like, am I presenting a good target? Am I close enough to refer to hit? And, oh, what am I fucking up? Am I doing permanent and lasting damage to someone? Am I re-traumatizing people? I don't want to re-traumatize people. I really want to help them work through trauma. 
Does this even work? Do you think they're afraid of you? Yeah. I'm Mariko Sturgis. Um, I'm 21 and I go to college. I guess I present more butch, butch lesbian, which I have heard I threaten masculinity. So that's that's the problem, I guess. Mariko's the woman you heard fighting with Tim at the beginning of this story. She's fought him a lot, actually. She's taken almost every class Impact offers. She started taking the classes after an incident at her college a few years ago. A group of guys she didn't know blocked her way in an empty parking lot. Something about they get more pussy than I do, and uh, I steal all the bitches, and then... Yeah, I can't really remember. I kind of blocked it out again. Um, But those are the two things that I've remembered ever since. Eventually, the guys let her go. Mariko says this kind of thing has happened to her a lot, but this incident was the scariest. It's the one that sent her to the class. Can you just, like, describe your first day? Oh, God. I was... I thought I was going to puke. I was so scared. And part of that fear was Tim. I hated Tim. I couldn't stand him. I probably called him every name under the sun, to be honest with you. I mean, I may have called him a douchebag, and I may have called him a dick. I wanted to do fights with him so I could beat the crap out of him. There's one fight in particular she remembers. Yeah, it was with Tim. One thing you should know here, religion's really important to Marco. She's a youth leader in her church. But it's also something people use against her because she's gay. So she asked him to make this fight personal, and he did. He did a lot of... um religious-based crap and said a lot of stuff to me um, during a ground assault. So I was on the ground, and he was holding me down on top of me. What did he say? If I can remember. It was just a bunch. I kind of blocked it out. Um, It was a lot of, like, you're going to hell. You need to come to the light. And then at the very end, he said something like, I'm going to kill you because no one wants you around anyway. And that's when he went in for the choke. And I fought back. Yeah. This fight was a big turning point for Mariko. She says she was crying, but she fought anyway. And she gained confidence. She got what she came there for. But it didn't make her like Tim any better. Even much later, she says her body would still shake when she saw him. Does he know this stuff? No. I've never told him any of this. So. How do you feel about him hearing this? Um, I hope he still likes me after. (laughs) I, I think he will. But, um, yeah, I mean, if he hears it, he hears it. I, I'm being honest about it. So, But I, I just hope he, he still likes me. The reason Marco's so worried about Tim hearing this, it's not because she's still scared of him. She's not. It's because they're colleagues now. After taking multiple impact classes, Marco's training to be a mock attacker, too. She'll be one of the only women who does the job. Hey, Casey, this is Tim. Hey, Tim, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? I asked Marco if I could play some of our interview for Tim to see how he did take it. And she said, okay. Okay, so let me play you this last uh, this last little chunk. I mean, I may have called him a douchebag, and I may have called him a dick. I, I wanted to do fights with him so I could beat the crap out of him. <laughs> You're laughing. That's really funny. Um, Douchebag and dick are, like, two of the main kind of, like, characters that I try and act like. Um, I don't know, those are just like, those are, those are the words that I, when I get in the character that I describe to myself, like I'll, I'll put on the helmet, I'll be like, all right, be a douchebag. 
or alright be a dick. So it's funny that she used those two words. So you're hearing that and you're like, all right, I did it. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, all right, that was a good job. That was, you know, trade craft right there. I was, I was an effective douchebag, and I was an effective dick. Can I help you? Oh yeah. Oh geez. When Marco and Tim fight now, she's watching him in a different way. She's learning how to be an effective douchebag herself. But during these practice fights, the adrenaline is still very real. Sometimes it does baffle me if, like, a student has a good thing to say about the student instructor because there's that thing where, like, I've most of what you've seen of me has been me yelling at you and, and terrorizing you and just being a dick, you know? So I'm, sometimes I'm baffled. People are like, oh, thank you, or they want to give high fives or stuff like that. Like, if I was me, I would just want to leave the room for the most part. Yeah, no, there were, there were no high fives wanting to be given to you. No, there was <laughs> a lot of bad words instead. Looking back, I'm like, wow, I really judged someone. But, you know, when, when you have that experience of being harassed and being hurt, and then this man comes in that reminds you so much of somebody that's done that, it's really hard not to. All right, ready? Yeah. All right, ready, stance. One leg forward, one leg back. All right, come on. The Specialist is a show about work you don't think about and the people who do it. It's edited by Julie Kane and sound designed and mixed by Seth Samuel, who also writes all our music. Eliza Smith handles our marketing and social media. And our radio home is KALW 91.7 FM in San Francisco. This project is made possible with support from California Humanities, a nonprofit partner of the National Endowment for the Humanities. Find them at calhome.org. We got the idea for this episode from journalist Mac McClelland, who wrote about her own experiences with Tim in a great series of articles for Mother Jones, as well as in her book. Yeah, nice. I asked her what she'd say to Tim if she had a chance on, say, a podcast. I would say to Tim that certainly I never grew so much and, and learned so much out of being made to cry for creepy, rapey reasons than I did from our interactions. Like, it seems so terrible when it's happening, but even when it's happening, you know that it's for a greater cause, and and it really was. Mac's book is called Irritable Hearts, a PTSD love story. I really recommend it. Thanks again to Mac and everyone at Impact for your help with this piece. This is the first episode of season two. Our next specialist is a person I think, let's be honest, we've all tried at least once to avoid. Hello, amazing humans. Let's talk about fighting racism. That's it. 60 seconds. Sorry. The sidewalk canvasser. I avoided one this morning, not gonna lie. This job is as much about self-preservation as anything else, like feeling good about yourself as a human being, despite a lot of rejection. That's coming soon. In the meantime, keep up with the show on Twitter at The Specialist FM or with me at Reed Minor, R-E-E-D-M-I-N-E-R, or over email at specialistpodcast at gmail.com. And one more thing. You may have noticed that we're starting to run ads around the show. This is so we can make some money to compensate the immensely talented people whose names you hear in the credits. 
Given that this is a show about work, I want you to know we're very aware of conflicts of interest. We'll never do a story about a current advertiser, and you can rest assured that advertisers have no say in the stories we do put out. It brings me a lot of joy to make this show for you, and this is one way we can make it sustainable. You can help with that too. Tell a friend about the show, write us an iTunes review, or if you're feeling generous, please donate. Every single dollar goes directly to making the show. You'll find a link at our website, specialistpodcast.com. Back soon. Thanks for listening.